today is Jesus is Alpha and Omega. <clears throat> in fact, that, there are three ways of saying it, really, and they come up four times in the book of Revelation, at the beginning and at the end. They come like this. In chapter 1, <clears throat> it, says that, it seems that the, this is the Lord God speaking. Um, I am Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. A few verses down, it's the Lord Jesus, who says, I am the Alpha and Omega, the first and the last. And then you go to the last two chapters of Revelation, and again, the Lord God says, Revelation 21, 6, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. And then all three phrases come together in the last chapter. Chapter 22, verse 13. Jesus says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Three ways of saying the same thing. Now, Alpha and Omega are quite simply the first and last letters of the Greek alphabet. We would say A to Z. Uh, for Americans, that's Z. Okay. <laughs> the other words that are used there are beginning and end. Um, the beginning is a word that we get the word architect from, someone who's the founder of things, the beginning of things, and end is telos, and we, we've got lots of words that use that kind of tell idea, telegraphy, telephone, television, telemetry, they're all about reaching a destination, you've arrived at the destination. First, it's the first thing, uh, we use the word protocol, which is connected to the Greek word, it's the, the, so the first rule or agreement upon which everything else follows, it's the foundation again, the beginning of things, uh, the contents of a living cell are called protoplasm, it's the very heart of the beginning of life. And then there's eschatos, from which we get eschatology, the last things. Now here's a summary of what Jesus is saying to us about himself being Alpha and Omega. Omega. He's the beginning and he's the end. He's at the beginning and he's at the end, but he is the beginning and he is the end. In the beginning, God created the heaven and earth and God the eternal God, the immortal God, the invisible God, the three in one, was in a sense alone. Three persons, but they were, con they were within themselves. <clears throat> but then God said, let us make. And he made the heavens and the earth, and then he made man. And the maker, we understand, I've not got time to read all these scriptures together from John 1, we understand from Colossians as well, that the maker, the creator, was God the Son. whom we know as Jesus. He made all things. So he was the Alpha of all things. And then throughout all of the Old Testament scriptures, God the Son appears to men. God, no one's ever seen God, the only begotten God who's in the bosom of the Father. Jesus, the Son of God, he was the revealer of God, the messenger of God, right through those centuries. The revealer of Yahweh. And then Jesus came to earth, born of a virgin. God made flesh. We could see him in life. Then he became on the cross our atoning sacrifice, putting away all sin for all time forever. Then as he was raised as redeemer and saviour, he offers life because he's conquered sin and death and now is a giver of life. And he's ascended to heaven and he's our king, and our priests still reigning, still caring, still interceding for us, still shepherding his people, his flock. Jesus ascended. 
And Jesus will come from heaven and be judge of the earth. And on that last day, he will be recreator of all things. And then he will be Omega, God all in all, the beginning and the end of this age, this world. Let me spell these things out a bit more. Just three points, really. Jesus is the Alpha and Omega of all things. The cosmos, the world, humanity. I've already quoted to you John 1, 1. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God. John is deliberately imitating Genesis 1. He was in the beginning with God and all things were made through him, through the Word, the Son of God. And without him nothing was made that was made. Colossians says, Jesus is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him all things were created. That are in heaven, that are on earth, visible, invisible, thrones, dominions, principalities, or powers, all things were created through him and for him. He's before all things, and in him all things consist. They now continue because of his power. And he's the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things, through all things, he may have the preeminence. And one of my favorite verses in scripture, Romans eleven thirty six, for of him, or from him, and through him, And to him are all things. To him be glory forever. Amen. He's the alpha, the beginning, the foundation of all things. Nothing exists without him. Nothing that is made was made without him. But he's also the end, the omega of all things. This world and this age which is another way of saying it, will end when he says so. The end of the world is not in our hands, but in his. Now, I'm not saying we should be careless or fatalistic about the condition or the ecology or the people or the justice of this world. It has, but it has an end, and Jesus is that end. When he returns, it's the last day of this age and it's the last day for this world. It will be the beginning of a new heaven and earth, a new eternal age. Now, if we really think about that, we may well find ourselves with some mixed feelings about that. If the world were to end this week, there'd be things that we will not see and experience in life. Our children getting married, grandchildren being born, all sorts of things. There will be things that are left undone, things that we thought, well, I'll get around to doing that, I'm going to do that sometime. We didn't get to do it. It seems to me that there is a mixture, even in the words that are almost the last words of Revelation. Amen. Even so, come, Lord Jesus. Do you sense a little mixture in that? Even so, come, Lord Jesus. Even if it takes away my plans for summer holiday, you know, (laughs) whatever it is. But when he returns, it will be the last day. He's the Alpha of all things. Is the omega of all things. They have an end, and the end is his appearing, his return as king. But secondly, he's the alpha and omega of your being. You had a beginning, and you will have an end. 
You have a creator who gave you life. You are not an accident of evolution. You are God's creature, the work of his hands. He works through natural uh, procreation and, 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 and so on, but God made you. That's why every human life matters. When we take or even devalue a human life, we defy the creator of human life. We have a beginning and we have an end. When Jesus says, he that endures to the end will be saved, for some of us that will be the end of our life and for some that will be the end of the world. There will be a final generation who will see Jesus come. But many generations before us weren't that terminal or final generation. The one who gave you life knows your end. And if you are a believer, he has your rest and your reward prepared for you. Psalm 31 verse 15 says, my times are in your hand. We do not know how many days we have, which is why we need to live every day to the full. Not anxious, that it may be our last, not desperate to cram everything into one day, but living by faith in Christ, serving him, making the most of the opportunities that day gives us, doing all the good that we can. But when the day comes, the scripture in Psalm 116 says, precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. Of course we mourn when a friend or loved one dies. But if they've gone to be with Christ, that's actually far better than staying with us. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. Not everyone, those who know him and love him. As I said, many generations of Christians before us have lived in hope of the return of the Lord, but have died before that day. And uh, I don't know which will happen to me. I have no idea. But Paul wrote to the Thessalonians to assure them that those brothers and sisters who had died and they had buried and so on would be there with Jesus on the last day. That in fact, he would raise them from from the dead, from their graves first and then transform the living saints so they together would meet him as he came. He's the Alpha and Omega of our being, of our life, of our existence. Then, thirdly, he's the Alpha and Omega of your faith. Paul puts it in Hebrews, but in different language, sort of. Hebrews 12, verse 2, looking unto Jesus, he's talking about running the race, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. But again, the, the word their author is not a writer, someone who scribbles you know, with a pen and ink or on a computer. It, it's, the, it's the beginning, the founder, the, the architect, the originator. So he's the one who started your faith and he will finish your faith. Our faith has its beginning and its end in him. He started it. He's building it. He will complete it. Now, some, many of us go through difficult times, ups and downs in life. We need to come back to this truth. He who started a good thing in us will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Philippians 1 verse 6. He who started a good thing in us, in you, in me, will continue it until he's completed it. Whether that's the end of our life or the end of the world. It really doesn't matter which way in the end. Because Jesus will have finished, completed, matured our 
faith. You know, the reason you're a Christian is not because one day you woke up and had a good idea. I think I might become a Christian. God awoke you to faith. God started your faith. God gave you new birth, new life. And he who began it will conclude it, will complete it. Now we live, of course, in the time now, between the beginning and the end, between the beginning of the world and the end of the world and the making of a new world. We live between Alpha, Jesus being Alpha and Jesus being Omega. He he is now to us Redeemer, Savior, King, Lord, Priest, Shepherd, Overseer, Leader, Guide. In the beginning, the Word, the Alpha, made all things good. We ruined it. At the end, the Omega will again make all things good. But we live between those times. We live in this age of fallen humanity, which is subject to sin and disease and death. And we live in a particular stage or phase of this world. One of those times in the history of the world when the world goes through great upheaval and trouble. Sometimes it's a war, sometimes it's a plague, it's an epidemic. But the world goes through these judders at times. You say, well, this must be the end. Well, there's been a few like this before. I don't know. Right now, our world has particular elements to it, though. It's defined by deception, disinformation, and disorder, disease, disruption, and death, dissipation, disappointment, and even despair. But there are some lessons that are being offered to us by the Lord during this time. The hard lesson COVID is teaching us, if we'll listen, is that to act selfishly is to act against our own self-interest. We only thrive when we all thrive. And that your personal good is bound up in the common good. As we seek what is good for us all, it's good for every one of us. To accept that as true would be a measure of wisdom, but you know, We talk about common sense, but it isn't that common after all. A greater wisdom would say that we can only find ourselves when we're found in Christ, in Jesus, our creator and our judge, our alpha and our omega. Right now, between the beginning and the end, Christ is reconciling all things to himself, restoring all things to order, until one day they will tumble over into his eternal kingdom. That includes us, each one of us, if we will believe him, receive him, and follow him. To succeed succeed as a human being, that person needs to be brought back to their creator, to his design and his purpose. And the only way to do that is to come to God through Jesus, in simple faith receiving all that Jesus is and all that Jesus said. But if we don't do that, our life will have missed its purpose and we will perish. How do we get through this life, this now? By being anchored to the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the eternal one, before time and after time, the eternal one who made all things and will remake all things, being connected to him in living hope. 
You do not choose whether Jesus is Alpha and Omega. That is what he is. It's not a debatable subject. You can disbelieve it or dismiss it, but the truth will stand. The choice we have is this, whether the life we now have connects to him, to his person, his purpose and mission. That we journey with him to the end of either our own life or of all things. We anticipate life to come with him in a world made new in which only righteousness lives. And we say, day by day, through these trials, through this tribulation, sometimes with a longing to be out of things, sometimes with a a wish to get through them and see some more of life yet before the end comes. We say, even so, come, Lord Jesus. Let's pray together. Then we're going to break bread. Get your uh, bread and wine ready. Lord Jesus, we honour you as the eternal one. You were the beginning of creation. Not that you were the first thing made, but that all things were made by you. And you will be the end of this creation, the end of this world, this age. And you will make a new heaven and earth, which together, joined together in a remarkable new order, will be the eternal home of all those who have loved you. Now, Lord Jesus, fix our hearts, we pray, on you so that we endure the now, the mix, the the troubled times we particularly are going through in our world right now. For you tell us that we are to endure to the end. We're to continue trusting you to the very last. And we will be rewarded and commended for that. And yet there is a longing in our hearts, Lord, that even now, could it be quite soon, you would come and bring an end to it all anyway. And you're breaking in kingdom, which breaks into this broken world in different ways and in different measures now, will then come in all its glory and all its fullness and its eternal nature. We long to see you, Jesus. We long for your kingdom. So we pray that your kingdom come, even now, in more measure. Let your will be done. Let your name be honoured. Lord Jesus. Amen.